You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vassar, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Angela Setters-Bassard. You know I always like to say it's A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today, and I have an amazing guest on my show today, Michael Rosbrook. We're going to get to him in just one minute. We have a little news to go over. You know I always like to start with something interesting. Consumer Report News reports internet problems and solutions. With everyone using high internet waves from residential areas, consumers are in need of internet extenders in their homes. Only we need to stay six feet apart as humans, but the internet can't stand to be apart from its port of connection. Six feet is posing a real problem, so internet extenders are in high demand. Do your research, as there's many great brands and choices, but I've found one that I really like, and it's called the New Eero. That's E-E-R-O. It's great. It comes with three small extenders to put in the far areas of your home. And baby, let me tell you, it helps with the bandwidth. Now, talking about positive news, you guys know I'm a big fan of positive.news. It's a great way to keep your mind on the things that matter, like staying positive. And I love this news feed. I read 10 ways to connect with nature during this season. And I love number one and have found time to make this myself with my son. I have found making a bird feeder number one on the list of connecting with nature very peaceful. Birds are some of the most beautiful and peaceful creatures. They sing to us in the morning while we're sipping our coffee and remind us of how much nature depends on our treatment of the earth. So do your part, friends. Recycle, keep your yards clean, and don't pollute the air because... You don't want that pollution to continue. Pick up trash because the birds are depending on it. And oh, work with the family and make a bird feeder that will be a monument for your family to remember this time as the time of coming together and feeding the earth. One day you'll look back at that bird feeder and remember how really and truly blessed that you are. So moving right along and getting right to our subject matter, taxes, taxes, and more taxes. There's many things we'd like to call the Franchise Tax Board and state tax authorities, but we'll leave those sentiments for another show and stick with the facts. Today, I bring on my friend, a family man, and an ultimate hands-down expert in the field of understanding the wacky and completely confusing world of tax. This man has been a mentor to many, including myself, a leader to most, and more importantly, a disciple of the truth when it comes to what you need to know and how to navigate the system. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael Rosbrook, a nationally recognized entrepreneur and the founder of Michael Rosbrook's Tax and Business Solutions Academy and Roz Strategies, an e-learning, coaching, and consulting services company that helps CPAs, attorneys, enrolled agents, and best practice IRS representation. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for that intro. Great to be on with you. Great. We go back. Uh, I know. We go way, way back. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. It, it's at least got to be more, maybe more than 15 years, maybe closer to 20 years. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would definitely go on the 21, but I'll take your 15. That will make me younger. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, Michael, you know, this is a show where we educate people, but also help either uh, uh, help others see how we can build leaders, strong practices, and how we learn from everything that we grow through. And I always like to start with my guests by answering, uh, having them answer a few questions. So, you know, what inspired you to want to start your company? Well, uh, as you know, I've, I've, I've started a few in, <laughs> yes, in, you have. In, my, in, in my day. Uh, and I, be, I think it goes back to having being, uh, I don't know if uh, you or any of your audience ever took the uh, Colby score, which uh, determines if you're a quick start. In other words, how you actually operate internally. And I'm a fast start. Mm. So one of the things I, you know, look, early on, I learned I was unemployable that there was no way I could ever work for anybody. Uh, and it took me a long time. I didn't go into my own business till I was 42. So it took me a long time to, to come to that uh, realization. But the reason why I started Raw Strategies is, as you know, I did all the training at my tax resolution firm for all the attorneys and CPAs. I taught them the technical angle. I also taught people all the marketing and sales, how to close over the phone, how to talk to a client, how to uh, get them to take action, to give you their credit card, to sign the engagement letter. So since I did all that training to my internal folks, I also realized that going to all these conferences during those days, there were a lot of uh, practitioners who were a lot smarter than me. I am not a smart guy when it comes to book, le uh, book learning. I mean, it took me three times to pass the CPA Etc. But what I realized is all these smart people were struggling. Mm. They didn't know how to market. They didn't know how to close. They didn't because know they how don't to... have the street smarts like we got, baby. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being born in Brooklyn, uh, in Ocean Hill, Brownsville, uh, you know, taught me a lot of things about growing up and and life. But anyway, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to teach. I'm going to take my 16 years in the trenches experience running and owning one of the largest IRS representation firms in the country and teach other sole practitioners and small firms what the opportunity is that's right under their nose. So that's hmm. why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's amazing. That's amazing. And tell me this, what was the best advice you ever received from someone? Do you remember? One of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, who's a guru in direct response marketing, uh, that I actually grew my tax resolution company and grew this company too. And one of the things he taught is, is to go negative to acquire a customer. What does that mean? Yeah. Tell that? me, tell me. So that means that I will spend more than the competition in marketing to acquire a new customer. You know, the one who spends the most in marketing wins, but it's got to be a smart spend because here's the deal. You need to know what your key performance metrics are. So you need to know what, a, what it costs every time the phone rings or every time you get an email inquiry. You need to know how much it costs to set up an appointment. You need to know how much it costs to have that appointment actually show up. You need to know how much it costs to acquire that customer. And you need to know what the lifetime value is. And that's the key. That's where most um, professionals fall down on. They don't know what their lifetime value of their client is. And, I knew and what what's I, that process called? Is that is that a process? Is there a name for that? 
yeah, key performance indicators or your key metrics. Got every it. Business, every business has a set. There shouldn't be more than four to seven KPIs in any business. I don't care if it's a $5 billion business or a $100,000 business. There's only five to seven key performance indicators that make sense that will determine profitability. Hmm. So I knew what my lifetime value is. So I knew that, let's say my lifetime value of a client was 7,500. I would go $1,500 to acquire a, a customer. So I outspent my competition in acquiring customers because I knew what a customer was worth to me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I just wrote it down. That's how much sense it made. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that insight with us. So let's get after it. Let's talk about some of the things that you know I, I know you best for. And um, one of the things that you said is, is that there is an additional 10 to 20 million tax resolution cases coming down the pike when the IRS opens back up for business. Now, first, I want you to tell me when the IRS opens up for business, what does that mean? Can you tell our listeners what's going on with the IRS right now? The lights are shut, shut off. They're, they're, they're closed. They're basically closed. You can't call ACS, which is the automated collection system. They're gone. You can't call PPS, which is the practitioner priority service to get uh, transcripts or information on your client. They're not issuing uh, any levies or liens, at least automatically or computer generated. Um, Also, they're suspending anyone who's on an installment agreement uh, or on a direct debit installment agreement. They're suspending those payments between now and July 15th. If you uh, have an offering compromise that's been uh, accepted and you need to make a payment, let's say next week or May 15th, that's being uh, delayed until July 15th. So the IRS is basically shut down. If people remember the shutdown last year, remember the government shut down last year for 35 days in January, this is very, very similar to what's going on right now. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So um, let's pick back up with the question then. Let's talk about the, you know, 10 to 20 million additional tax resolution cases. Tell me about this. Enlighten me. Okay, so right now in the IRS's collection division, in other words, taxpayers who are already identified by the IRS that have a problem, in other words, they're getting nasty grams every day of the week, Uh, there's 13.2 million taxpayers in the IRS collection division. Uh, Add to that another 7.5 million people that are classified as non-filers have at least more than two years of unfiled returns. And that's every year. Every year, there's at least seven and a half million people that have two years or more unfiled returns. So that's about 21, 22 million people that uh, have an IRS problem large enough that warrants professional representation. Well, with what's going on now, I mean, you know, I've been through a couple of economic disasters. I've been through three of them, actually, uh, in my resolution business. One, the first one was the tech bust. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one was uh, 9-11 in 2001. And then the the last one was the Great Recession of 2008. And through all of those three downturns, my tax resolution business exploded. I had my biggest and most profitable years in the downturn because in my world, bad is good. Mm -hmm. When, 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 When someone's financial situation is at its worst, that's the best absolute time to approach the IRS with an offer and compromise or some kind of settlement arrangement. This time around, this is going to dwarf 2008. It's going to make 2008 look like a lamb. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very, very serious what's going on. Most businesses are not going to be able to make it, especially restaurants, people in the hospitality business, um, uh, salons. If they go dark for four weeks without taking in any revenue, dollars to donuts, they're not coming back online, even if they get a stimulus payment or get a uh, paycheck uh, protection plan loan. It may be too late for them. So all of these people are going to have tax issues. They're going to have payroll tax problems because they're not able to pay their taxes as well. Even if the IRS gives them until July 15th to pay, they're still not going to be able to come up with the money. So I did the math and I see an influx of 10 to 20 million new cases, which means we're going to see an influx of tax resolution cases like we've never witnessed before. So instead of having 13.2 million people in the collection division, you're going to have between 20 and 34 million people in the IRS's collection division. So can can I ask you a question about that? Sure. So that's wow. That's it's mind blowing. Number one, Mm -hmm. but it's understandable because, you know, I'm seeing it firsthand myself. Do you think that because, like you said, you know, this is going to make 2008 look like mini me? Yes. Um, do you think because of that, that people are going to have an easier time proving that they should be given an offer and compromise than they did in the past? That's a great question, Angela, and you're, you're spot on. Uh, they're going to there's all going to be all new, a lot of new regulations coming out of the IRS to make it uh, easier for people to get their debt relief. They are going to, in my opinion, they are going to relax a lot of those regulations. Look, if you're, I don't know if you have any attorneys listening, but if you're a bank, well, bankruptcy attorneys are going to be busy for the next four years. I mean, bankruptcy is going to explode just as resolution. And if um, your bankruptcy attorney listeners remember back in 2008, they had what was called a no fault bankruptcy. And they're going to bring that back for COVID-19 because a lot of these companies that are going to file bankruptcy it's because of no fault of their own. Right. It's yeah. Because of COVID-19. So I think you're going to see what are called no fault bankruptcies coming back online as well. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So um, that talks about that. Now, you know, you and I both work with a lot of CPA and business management companies. You know, how can they help their clients right now navigate the whole SBA, PPP programs and the economic injury disaster loan programs, including, you know, the $10,000 free money advance that they're talking about? Right. So, yeah, they all need to, if you're a CPA, uh, you need to know this because your clients are looking to you to lead. Okay, this is not a time to retreat. Uh, this is a time to pivot and adapt. If you don't communicate with your clients throughout the year, and I know a lot of CPAs and other professionals don't, now's the time to get out there. So you need to be, if I was in practice right now, I would call every single business client personally and ask them how they were and ask them if they need help with doing uh, the PPP uh, application or the EIDL. Now, I would not do it for free, okay? I would certainly, uh, and I have a pricing structure uh, for, for that because you're providing a very valuable service. And by the way, you're not getting paid to fill out a seven-minute application. Right. Any, oh, any, yeah. Yeah, and any monkey can do that. What people are paying you for is to strategize with them and to get the highest amount allowed uh, loan allowed, allowed by law, and also to have the highest amount of it forgiven. It's very complicated 
on how to determine the forgivable portion of these loans. And that's on the uh, Paycheck Protection Program site. If you're doing an economic injury disaster loan, you know, otherwise known as an EIDL, there's a lot of ancillary work that a CPA has to do besides just the application. They have to do business and personal financial statements. They have to do a lot of bookkeeping. They have to do sales projections. They have to prove to the SBA that this is where the business is now, but this is what our projections were for 2020. And by the way, that's supported by our results, our actuals for 2019. So there's a lot of ancillary work that needs to be done outside the application that CPA should help their clients on and obviously charge for as well. Now, so what I hear you saying when you're talking about the forgivable portion of the loan. So this is something that we can determine ahead of time? Yes. So let me explain. Yeah, I've been teaching uh, a lot of webinars. I've I've done more webinars in the last two weeks than I have in a while. (laughs) Um, So the Paycheck Protection Program, the way... The way you figure the loan amount is you take two and a half times your 2019 payroll costs. However, payroll costs uh, is not just payroll costs. Okay, there's a huge definition and you have to look at it's section 1102 of the House Representatives Bill 748. It's complicated. It's not it's not the easiest thing. You can't just take your gross payroll, multiply it by two and a half times, and that's your loan amount. That's not the way to do it. Right. There's a, there's a formula and a calculation. Now, you get two and a half times whatever that payroll cost is, and you can spend it on payroll, of course, rent, mortgage interest, not the mortgage principal, mortgage interest, and healthcare costs. But here's the kicker. In order to get the entire loan forgiven, you have to prove that you spent 75% of the loan on payroll costs. So if you don't, if you spend 74% of the loan on payroll costs, you have to pay back the entire loan. Now, how are you going to prove that? So the way to prove it is this. I am advising all my clients and all the CPAs I teach that when those funds are ready to be dispersed, that they open up a separate bank account. Okay. Called SBA PPP. You deposit the two and a half times, uh, you deposit the loan amount, which is two and a half times payroll costs into the special account. And in order to withdraw money from the account, you have to present, you got to think of it as an employee reimbursement plan. In order to take money out, you have to um, provide an invoice for the money to come out. So the invoice would be your, let's say you do ADP payroll. It would be the cash requirements for ADP. Got it. That's the way to prove that the money was spent. So for every expenditure coming out of that bank account, you need a document or an invoice to prove where the money went. Friends, do you see why Michael is the wizard? Okay, that was awesome. Thank you so much for that. That is- Yeah, a lot of people are doing this. A lot of people are, because all they hear- on the media and everything else, it's easy. Don't charge for it. It takes seven minutes, blah, 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 blah. But it's complex with regard to figuring the loan amount and also the forgivable portion. Wow. So Michael, if someone wants to get a hold of you, how would they do that? They can do it a couple of ways. I mean, we have probably, I have probably over 100 short training videos on uh, my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel is Michael Rosbrook's Tax and Business Solutions Academy. That's the YouTube channel. 
You can go to my website, which is Roz, R-O-Z, strategies, plural, dot com. That's Roz, strategies, um, dot com. Uh, and you, we also have, there's a blog, uh, there's a podcast page on there. I also have my own show. I should probably have you on Angela, uh, pretty soon. Uh, and there's a lot of free, uh, free training resources, both on the uh, website and also on the YouTube channel. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to swing by your credit today. Uh, what you shared with us is invaluable and I'm sure that my listeners will find it uh, really amazing. And of course, all of the CPA and business management companies will, of course, find this uh, so invaluable. Sure. So thank you so much, friends. This is A to the N to the G, Angela setters Bassard. You're listening to Your Credit Today and Michael and Angela are out. Thank you. Bye-bye.